Welcome to Listen Up, a powerful, potent podcast to have real, raw, authentic conversations. I'm your host, Ella, and I am so blessed that you are here. super super special yay welcome to episode two of listen up i have my beautiful beautiful friend soul sister raya with me here today yay how are you raya i'm doing well miss ella thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast this is my first one so i'm very excited oh how fun i love that yay I'm just trying to get the volume here. So bear with me, people. I don't know where it went. I think I made it disappear, but let me, <laughs> let me just do it this way. Um, awesome. So um, yeah, I don't know where to start, um, but I love, um, I love who you are and like what you stand for and what you do and what you create. And so if you can share with the audience, like who you are and um, what you do and like what brought you to the work that you do and what is something that um, you'd like people to know of kind of like my vision for Listen Up is like to get people aware and, and open so like, what is something that you'd like people to listen up about and open up about and be aware of? Wow, those are a lot of really good questions. Um, I, I believe that I shift a lot. Um, there's not one thing that I do. Um, however, I love to entertain. I love to make people smile. I love to make people laugh, um, to make people cry um, through theater, not just because um, of being mean or anything. Um, I'm an actress, um, probably first and foremost. I'm a writer, I'm a musician, um, a performer of sorts. I, um, I have a master's in physical theater where I studied in Europe and got to do circus, got to do clown, got to do mask work and live in Italy and Germany and the Czech Republic. Um, and so I've, and then after that, I went to Thailand and I volunteered out there. So um, I love to travel. I love exploring um, and I love being submerged in different cultures um, because I think you can learn a lot about yourself and about the world um, and it helps you to open your mind. Um, and let's see who I am. I, I think I'm figuring that out. Um, I think we all are figuring that out and I think it changes through different uh, decades of development, different age periods, um, different uh, moments in life. Um, I would say now I'm um, an entrepreneur and uh, 
trying to build a business and just explore life and explore the different um, ways to create income um, and to be a conscious entrepreneur, a conscious business owner, um, and kind of redefine um, the old corporate model of um, capitalism. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I believe that art is such a beautiful expression to life, and um, it's it's really, really just beautiful what you do. And I love, you know, when you said physical theater, um, I I was like thinking in my mind, I was like, I feel like she's gonna say physical therapy, but then. <laughs> <laughs> she said physical theater and um that's just so cool like hearing you say with like the circus and and um and mask you know mask um it's just it's cool it's just super cool and creative um I know you also have uh written a book of poetry a pocket book of poetry. The little guy. <laughs> so cute. It's and a lot of pages, but it's a little, a little guy. Adorable. And as you know, I, I have a, a, a copy of an ebook copy and a physical copy, and it's so good. I didn't bring it with me, but it is just so beautiful and so Thank good. You. And I have yet to finish it all, but. It's a lot. I, I like to view it as kind of like an oracle is um, each chapter is dedicated to a certain type of um, uh, category of emotions and feelings. For instance, there's a chapter on PTSD. There's a chapter on um, broken hearts. There's a chapter on love there, even though I think love infiltrates pretty much everything that or the absence of love um, is everything that we are. Um, there's a chapter on existentialism um, and trying to find the meaning of life um, and alchemy as well. And so I designed it in a way that people can really open it up when they're looking, when they're searching for something, say they're going through PTSD, they can open it up to those poems, they can read through it and kind of relate to someone because I find that bibliotherapy is something that has helped me um, intensely. And I know you asked earlier, which I forgot to answer, um, was what's, what's kind of my journey have brought me to where I am and who I am today. Um, and I struggled with addiction in my early in my late teens, early 20s. Um, I've been sober for 10 years now, but through it all, I've also struggled with PTSD and I still do. Um, and so I use poetry and I use art um, to express myself, um, to heal um, still wounded aspects of myself, as well as help to uh, transmute the pain into something of beauty. And I believe that when we share and when we extend ourselves in such a way, people can truly relate if it's from the heart um, and then they can um, heal parts of themselves as well. So that's what the poetry book was about. It was um, for myself as well as for others. And I believe all of the art that I create is for that purpose. 
That's beautiful. Yeah. And, and written word and poetry are such beautiful forms of art and are truly, truly healing, um, healing modalities and, and healing expressions. Um, I myself have dabbled in, in, in poetry and and when I was little, I would like take highlights. I don't know if you remember the, that like catalog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we went to the dentist's office, I'd always yes. go through. <laughs> I got so mad when people like circled the answers to them. And I'm like, no. no. I know. And I, I would take a composition book and I would take the notebook and I would go downstairs in the basement and I would rewrite the stories making it, it felt like I was writing stories myself. Mm. Um, yeah, I, it's just writing is such a beautiful art form in and of itself. And what I also find really beautiful and um, inspiring about you also is how you've chosen, um, how you've chosen your name um, which um, is Briah, and I just love how, you know, what it stands for. And like, if you can share with um, the audience, like what specifically does Briah stand for? And like, what brought you to that, um, that desire? Yeah, so <laughs> it's really funny that you ask this because um, I'm struggling um, with the name change uh, currently and mm -hmm. feeling that pool. Um, I, so I changed my name to Briah um, from my given name and it stands for beauty resonates in your authenticity. Um, and I'd, I had this feeling that I wanted to break from my given name um, kind of as a declaration uh, to myself and to the world and to the universe and God and just being like, hey, I'm ready to step forward into my higher self, um, into my highest self. And um, so all of that trauma, all of that addiction, all of the, the eating disorder, like all the things in the past, I wanted to um, move forward from it. And I felt that um, there was a lot there's a lot tied to sound. We hold a lot of um, sounds carry frequencies. And yeah. so I think the name to me at that time felt kind of like um, a tether, like shackles holding me to this past life that I really wanted to um, disintegrate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, however, I've been going by Briah for, I think, well, two years was on and off. And then for a year, it was kind of like set in, like that's what I introduced myself as, um, except in a professional setting because I had to use like legal name and everything. Right. But now I'm starting to appreciate my past. Um, I think maybe it was a step of needing to let go of it and my attachment to it to actually understand that my past is what made me who I am today. And um, rather than kind of making it some estranged relative, um, some estranged name, uh, I, I want to embrace it as well. So I'm not sure what direction I'm going to be going with that. Um, maybe Briah is like my stage name. Um, mm. I, 
I really don't want any attachment to identity. And I shaved my head when I lived in Thailand because I was known as a girl with beautiful hair, right? Like I have awesome hair. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, And I always have, and people have always commented on your hair and on my hair. And they're like, your hair is so beautiful. It's amazing. And it used to be really, really long. Um, And so I, I, created an identity around it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that when we create an identity, um, it can become something that holds us back, um, especially right. if it's like a, it's a disservice for being able to move forward into something. So I shaved my head to let go of that identity and to really focus on the inner beauty. Um, yeah. I focus too much on the outer beauty and it's funny because I'll usually go from one extreme to the other extreme. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll dress up and wear makeup every day. And then like, I won't do anything and I'll shave my head and then I'll miss this. So like, I, it's, I think everything is about finding balance and it's finding that middle ground. And rather than like throwing away a name or having to shave your head every time you feel like you're attached to the material world, um, you have an opportunity to um, maybe be a less, less drastic than <laughs> making those big moves um, and just finding that, that, middle ground and that balance between. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, I think it's ever changing. And I, I kind of like the fact that, um, I can be whoever I don't have to be a certain name. I don't have to be, um, a certain identity. I can flow. Um, although I have found that the identity that I do feel is the entertainer that has always, that has been with me since I was um, 13 when I first stepped on stage. Um, Well, I did when I was like, I think six or seven, Um, but that didn't really count (laughs) when I was actually like awake and like kind of knowing like what I wanted to do. um, It was, it was a magical moment. And I just knew I was so passionate about theater Mm -hmm. and wanting to do it for the rest of my life. Um, And I've gone through periods of not doing it and studying other things, but it always brings me back. And I think it's just that desire to um, help people get in touch with parts of themselves that may have become dormant um, Mm -hmm. through life, through work, through addictions through numbing out with Netflix, with food and junk food and all of that stuff. Um, I like to remind people that we have these beautiful emotions and I like to give permission. I like to give people permission to feel. And so that's why I try to be super transparent and honest um, and just vulnerable. If I'm sad, I'm sad. And it's hard for me to uh, break out of that until I've kind of processed that emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, what what came through for me as you were sharing, you know, this like balance, right, from like one extreme to the other is, you know, finding that balance. I almost like could picture like, um, I don't know what they're called, but um, it's, it's one of those things that look like a triangle and in the middle they have this like little pointy thing and then you like turn it on or you switch it and then it'll go and it'll like click. Like- Oh, the metronome. Yeah. That, yeah, metronome. So it kind of, <laughs> so it kind of like seems like that, like you're going from one end oh, to another. I don't know. That's that beautiful. 
Yeah. And it's funny because you, you hear the click noise too. So it's kind of like here, click is when it all kind of like clicks into place and you find that center. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, really beautiful. Um, yeah, I just, I just find it so beautiful how you have gone through so much and you want to like learn to like alchemize it all right and and you know I think what what the word that comes up as you were sharing also is like attachment right um not not or at least learning to not be attached (laughs) to identity to names to people um and emotions are really, really interesting. I just, I find them so fascinating and empowering. And um, I love how you said, you know, if I'm feeling sad, I'm going to be in the sadness to process it. Um, I'm not perfect with that. I will definitely say there's, no there's, <laughs> but um, I'm also a glutton for um emotions and sadness so (laughs) I'm right there with you I mean you know I I think for the longest time you know there's that kind of saying of like practice makes perfect and and I'm like no I've 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 heard and I read not that long ago that practice uh, makes progress Hmm. and I just find that super um super comforting right Mm -hmm. because it's not about perfection right in in middle school um we had that saying of practice makes perfect in band um i play clarinet and oh nice i love the clarinet so much um i miss being in like the band and just i was in marching band i was in symphonic band yeah um we were actually really good we had a really good band in high school but in middle school i had my professor and professor my teacher um say um practice makes permanent so instead of perfect because if you practice incorrectly (laughs) it's not going to be perfect um so I think that's really important to note too is that I like the practice makes progress um as well because it is life is just a practice right work is a practice everything is just a practice especially if you approach it with intentionality you can you can use it to grow or if you're practicing unhealthy things um it Mm -hmm. actually literally creates neural pathways in your head and it carves them out that um makes something permanent more on default so for instance if we're really negative to ourselves um, and we keep saying really negative things it's going to keep carving deeper, deeper, deeper into the brain and these neural pathways that makes it so much harder to think a positive thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just going to go back to the, the well-known path. Yeah, definitely. What it's, <clears throat> sorry, what it's known, you know, for it's, you know, kind of whole life, um, you know, it's, it's true. It's, it's really, really true. Um, I find, I find, psychology and that whole realm of life so so interesting it's actually what I studied in college and 
I just I love psychology. I love I love science. I love science. I love quantum physics. I love anything that can be like spiritual and also backed by science. And it just (laughs) makes it so much like easier to absorb and understand in here and Mm -hmm. then feel in here. Yeah. I I love that. And I, I've never really like took a physics class in school or anything like that, but the whole kind of quantum realm is super fascinating to me um have you seen the the documentary what the bleep do we know I've heard of it but I've never like sat down and watched it changed my life is it cool yeah Yeah. when I lived in Boston I I used to go to the I used to go to um the library I love so much it's free knowledge like why would you not take take advantage of that so I would go to the library I was also like struggling and really poor so I was like books all the time for free love it um and I would go to the library and I I had heard about it before and so I checked it out and it had like three dvds um pretty much the same thing I think maybe with different edits um and I watched it over and over and it just that was something that just opened my mind to the possibility that like the spiritual world can also like be combined with, um, with science and that God is even more unlimited than we know. Yeah. Yeah. And that nothing is disconnected, right? That everything is connected. And I just find that so fascinating. And, you know, when you were saying about, you know, you go to the library, the movie that came through my mind was Matilda. And I yes. could not get that movie. I, I, I love no, Matilda. I love yes. Matilda. I mean, every time I would go to my cousin's house, I would watch that movie. Like, no matter what was going on and, like, we were at family dinner, whatever, like, I would literally put the VHS cassette uh, yeah. in the player and watch it. I just, I love that movie so, so much. Yes. Rolled, um, anything rolled doll is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just fascinating. And so, like, libraries are so amazing. Books are just so amazing. Uh, Bookstores, I always say, like, if I could, I'd live here. Like this would be my permanent. <laughs> one of my one of my uh, mild addictions was um, purchasing all of the Barnes, not all because that's a lot, but um, <laughs> the Barnes and Noble classics. Yes. Um, and never reading them or purchasing oh. big books because they just like felt like there was so much goodness inside of it. Like I I had um, Dante's Inferno. I had the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm. I had. Um, roots <laughs> I oh, had uh all uh the Count of Monte Cristo unabridged because I thought that was a good idea at one point in time um I got halfway through and realized there's a reason there's an abridged version <laughs> um and yeah and I didn't read most of them I actually just loved having them um and smelling them I love the smell mm. of new books oh, um but now uh that was back like in college time early 20s but now I try to get used books or I love the library because it's more eco-friendly because you can Mm. get as many books as you want and usually you unless it's like Harry Potter which I read um, the series once a year um, unless it's like that you only read a book usually once right so there's no point in buying it and then having something printed 
you know, it's right. bad for the environment. So I try to get like used or mm. that's what I love the library for. And if I want to like hold on to it and keep it, then I'll, I'll get myself a hard copy of my own. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's so interesting. It, it reminds me of like when I go to Barnes & Noble and like I'll, I'll take a book or multiple books and, you know, I'll, I'll take a, a, a seat at the cafe and like I would there have been books that I would like finish reading as I'm in the store and mom's somewhere else. And, and she's like, well, then what's the point of buying the book if you read it already? Like, just come here and read the book. Um, but I love physical books. I love the physical copy yep. of a mm-hmm. book. Um, I just love the way they smell. They and smell so good. <laughs> they do. They smell so they good. Imagine do. if you had it in like a, like a, like a perfume or something. <laughs> Aromatherapy, essential oil of new book smell. <laughs> like new car smell. They make like yeah. Christmas tree things of new car smell. They should yeah. totally make a. <laughs> <laughs> That's trademarked, people. We've, cop- we've, cop- we're copywriting it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really awesome and it's really beautiful and, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm loving this conversation and I just love to learn new things and learn about people. I'm such a people person and, and like, you are, you love really feel that we connected so deeply through the Korean community and like even further, like from that and like. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just really excited and like really honored and blessed that we like know each other and like have a lot of the same interests and, you know, really support each other on the, on this path, on this journey. Um, I love your enthusiasm. If you guys don't know, Ella is a very enthusiastic, very open-hearted, very loving person who loves emojis and exclamation points totally. as much as I do, probably a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so true. I'm like, I'm such a stickler for three. Like, I don't know why. I'll send a, I'll send exclamation points in like three. There gotta be three. It's just the weirdest thing. Um, yeah, I'm such a kid at heart, you know? And, and it doesn't take much to get me excited. It just mm-hmm. doesn't like my sister got me for Christmas a couple years ago. She got me a s'mores pillow, like a s'mores. That's adorable. Pillow. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the cutest thing right now. Like I literally opened. It. I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. Like, 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 am I really 32 right now? Like, yeah, I am. And like, I don't know. I just, I, I'm just so blessed that that um I have that you know childlike um expression Mm -hmm. you know in life and I feel that you do as well and it doesn't matter how old you are it 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 doesn't you know yeah that it will always stay with us I definitely have that (laughs) as well someone told me that when when I was living in Italy we were at this like uh, basically like a Chinese store everything was just super cheap and as like grad yeah. students we were like we need to get like shampoo from here and all the things <laughs> um, that's really cheap um, 
and I saw a little kid's like bat and a baseball like combination package oh. and I got so excited because <laughs> I love softball I played it my whole life oh, um and I was like oh my god you guys we should get it and go to the park and my <laughs> friend was like you get excited really easily about things and I was like do I I thought everyone was like this but yeah and I've noticed that since then um that I do I get excited really easily. I have that, I think that that child comes out, which I've tried to suppress over the years. And um, finally, I'm just like, no, like that's a good quality, right? It can, it can seem like immature or like head in the clouds. Mm -hmm. um, you hear all these things, dream or like all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm learning that we all have different qualities. Mm -hmm. um, some people are a little bit more productive <laughs> than I am. Um, I'm learning how to like balance all my feminine, like woo, to create more of like a masculine container and stuff. But mm -hmm. that's not where like my zone of genius is or right. where I shine. So partnering, like I love being in teams. And I think that's why I loved like softball and team sports, being in marching band, being in symphonic band, all the things um, where there's um, not only the external accountability, um, right. but also people that you can rely on, you can turn to when you need um, that help. And uh, so I'm now I've started looking for jobs where my strengths are actually an asset because a lot of times in like corporate America, my strengths are not always seen as an asset. They kind of want a robot in a job just to like take care of the tasks where I can mm -hmm. bring a lot of like... Um, ingenuity a lot of innovation um so yeah so i'm i'm starting to see things that were deemed weaknesses by mm -hmm. others as actually strengths yeah that's beautiful that that's really beautiful and i love how you said you know like the whole head in the clouds and dreamer and so out there um uh one of our very dear friends um Blue. Uh, I love when she says, you know, uh, yeah, I, I am, you know, out of my mind because I'm living from my heart. And like when she says that, and just me saying it out loud, like I get chills, I get goosebumps because it really is about living from our heart. And, and how have you kind of dealt with I'm curious, like with, you know, kind of forging your own path and um, doing your own thing. Um, well, while it's really, or, or it hasn't been really the mainstream kind of, it's, it's not the norm, if you will. Yeah, so I've never really fit in. <laughs> Um, even in my family growing up, I always felt different. Um, and I'm the youngest, um, only girl Aww. and I have two older brothers. And so siblings are as siblings are, um, they'll pick on you and they'll point out stuff and it gets in your head. Um, and so you, I've felt different my whole life. Um, and a lot of addicts say that, um, as well. And I always felt like the black sheep, which is funny because now like more of my family is kind of becoming how <laughs> like I've been more of like hippie-ish and things. Um, so 
it's I'm not the black sheep anymore. Uh, it's kind of like we're evolving together, which is really nice. Um, we have more in common, and but for a long time, um, and I think. I was not being true to who I was because I was trying to fit into who I thought other people wanted me to be. Um, and I think that's a lot of reason my addiction was kind of a rebellion um, of being like, F this <laughs> basically, and I'm gonna do what I want. Um, and kind of coming back from that and healing that, um, and kind of not beating myself up for who I am, even though there's certain things where um, I feel like I can be really selfish. Um, I'm a Leo. Um, I, I get in my head really easily. I can like, yeah, so I can like compartmentalize things. Um, and when I get focused on something, I wanna do it. Um, and like when I'm in a relationship, um, it's hard because I'm like, oh, am I being too selfish and putting too much into like what I want and what I want to do and this and not enough into like building our relationship and building this. Um, so I forgot the original question. <laughs> I went on a tangent there. Um, but oh, I'm like paving the own way. So yeah, I've always felt like I didn't fit in. And I think that also fueled my addiction of just... Um, you guys don't understand how hard my life is, all of that stuff, the self-pity. Um, I've lived a lot of my life from victimhood. Um, and that's something recently that I've, I'm um, vigilantly working to break free from um, now that it has become super aware to me. Uh, and I don't know, I've never been able to fit in. Like I, my friend in high school told me that I was like one of the most genuine people she's ever known because I just can't um, break. I can't be so far like just true to myself. Um, I don't know if that's a word, just true. It is now. Um, <laughs> I said it out loud, so it's a word. Um, I dishonest <laughs> but more not dishonest but like just true like we have our truth and um, breaking from that I've never been able to do that in my addiction is like the time where it was that distruthfulness um, because I was a slave um, to alcohol and drugs and the party and lifestyle and male approval and basically I was trying to fill the emptiness that was inside of me and it's taken a long time to realize that that can only be filled by God. That can only be filled by love, um, by my relationships, of by following who I am in the most um, authentic way while still understanding that, yes, I can be selfish. <laughs> yes, I can um, get in a zone. Yes, I can focus more on me. Um, and as long as I'm aware of it, then I can counteract it, but also um, because I'm aware of it, I choose, I have chosen again, that balance. Like I've gone so far one way where I was like completely selfless. And then I've gone the other way where I was completely selfish and like trying to find that middle one where it's okay to be selfish as long as it's um, coming from your heart 
um, and it's taking care of yourself and not treating others um, with disrespect um, or hurting people. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's such a journey, right? It's, it's such a journey and uh, very often it can feel very lonely and isolating and um, just crummy, like, you, you know, and, and, um, and it can make us feel very um, empowered and like determined and dedicated to like, yeah, this is, this is what feels true to me. <clears throat> and, um, you know, thank you, but sometimes no thank you, you know, and, and it's like, you're right, it's that balance, right, it's that, that um, I had a, a teacher of mine once say, you know, um, it's, it's really, I'm butchering it, but it's like, it's not about, uh, really, it's not about balance so much more as it is about is it's about harmony right and and, and being in harmony with <laughs> um with so many different variables and things um it it kind of reminds me of the elements right the the earth elements or the you know the elements earth fire water mm -hmm. air ether what are you? Do you know what your main one is? I don't know. I mean, I think I'm water because I'm a mm. cancer. So, so when well, I'm a Leo, which is fire, but I'm fire. actually more air. Are you more air? How do mm -hmm. you figure that out? I actually have a chart. Someone gave me a chart um, and I entered like, it's like the natal chart. It has my okay. birth information. And then it just had the little elements at the bottom. And I didn't know that. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Because yeah, totally <laughs> <I remember>, being <laughs> the dreamer, being the artist, being the head in the clouds, um, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I always That's thought I was cool. more fire because Leo is fire. But It is. Yeah, it's creativity. It's um, Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's an interesting combination, right? The fire with the air. Mm -hmm. um, feed off of each other. Yeah, no, that's so cool. It it actually makes me want to figure out like what you know actual element I am um, with with cancer. Um, yeah, I I just I love this conversation and, and just your um, openness and your heart and your vulnerability and. Um, saying yes to uh, your very first podcast it's awesome it's so <laughs> awesome um yeah I'm just really really proud of you really really celebrating you and um yeah this has been really fun and um is there anything else that feels alive for you that you would like to share Maybe close your eyes and, and feel into it, breathe into it. I would just say um, for anyone who's struggling to live 
authentically um, is the pain of living an inauthentic life is greater than um, the fear and the pain of living your truth. Um, and if that means some people won't like you, um, that's really not about you. It's really about them um, because we are all love. <laughs> We're all love. And if someone sees something that they don't like about you, um, it's something that they haven't healed within themselves. Um, I've attracted a lot of haters throughout my life um, very deeply. Um, when I was in college, I had very few friends, actually, um, especially in my addiction. And it was, I didn't fit into the drama lifestyle of um, the theater department. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I didn't gossip. I don't like to gossip. I don't like, I just, it physically upsets me. And I like have to tell people like, please don't gossip around me. Like, can we change the subject? Um, and I've had a lot of people thank me for that. Actually, they, they like the next day, they're like, thank you so much for bringing that up. I, it's a bad habit that I do and I really don't want to do it or something like sometimes it just takes one voice to speak up um, for for the truth, for love, for um, harmony. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have a special gift and it's just, we are here for a reason. We wouldn't be the way that nature works. Like if we were dead weight, we'd be gone by now. <laughs> um, we have a purpose. We have a reason to be on this planet. Um, and usually I think we know what it is. A lot of times I've tried to find my purpose and I've known what it was, but I've fought it so much because I didn't want to be arrogant or egotistical. And I didn't want to be like the center of attention all the time in my life. And as an actress, you're kind of, you're oh. trying to actively be the center of attention. <laughs> so um, I've kind of just accepted that um, maybe I was meant to shine, right? Like, or not maybe like I, ah, it hurts to say, um, it doesn't hurt to say, but it's vulnerable to say, because I'm afraid that people are going to listen to this and be like, she's so arrogant or egotistical. Um, but the truth is I know I'm meant to shine. I'm meant to be in front of like a stage or just um, to stand out more. Cause I have my whole life just by default, um, even without trying, <laughs> even when I try to hide, like I stand out. So um, I can either hate myself for it and try to be someone completely different, which I believe is what produces a lot of addictions because we're being so um, dishonorable to who we are um, and who God created us to be that um, we can't live inauthentically like that. We have to numb out with something. Um, so I would just say, be you um, unapologetically as long as you're not hurting anybody. And I think that if we are truly being ourselves, we will attract the people that will love us for who we are. And that will just feel so good. <laughs> and it will feel so good to be able to um, put on a show for your friends if you're an actress or um, perform a interpretive dance or sing a song for everybody. It's we all are creative in our own ways. Maybe you love to find creative ways to get people tax breaks, right? Like who doesn't love that person? <laughs> right. Especially around like March time. We all love that person that can get us more money. So just shine and embrace you, who you are and um, 
don't compare um, yourself because competition is the death of a creativity of like true creativity and inspiration and authenticity. I've compared myself so much. She's prettier. She's taller. She's this, she's that, she's that, or, um, and kind of just accepting like, okay, well maybe she is, <laughs> but I'm not going to look like that. I'm not going to be blonde. I'm not going to be like five, nine. I'm not going to be this way, but I have beautiful attributes as well. And, um, that's what makes me special. And that's what makes other people special too. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, it, it does, right? And that whole comparison game is really uh, draining, right? It, it's so draining. And I remember I had this book, um, I think it was my mom's book, but um, it's called Be Happy. And I think it's spelled like a bee and a bumblebee. And in it, there was this there's this page of, you know, don't compare yourself to others. And it literally has like on one side of the page, an orange on one side of the page, an apple. Like you, you don't compare yourself. Mm -hmm. like, if you're an apple, you're an apple. If you're an orange, you're an orange. Like Exactly. And some people like apples better than they do oranges. Right. So you got to find your apple lovers <laughs> rather than trying to um, disguise yourself as an orange because you're never going to be an orange and you're going to be unhappy. And the people who try to eat you as an orange are going to be like, mm, I don't think you're being true to who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that like vibrates outwards when you're not being authentic, you're going to probably attract people who aren't authentic as well. It definitely does. And, and it, it brings me to another thing that, that our, our beautiful guru says is like, let's be a fruit salad. <laughs> like, what do you want to mm -hmm. be? Right? Like, yeah you know, and it's so true. Like we are all so different and so alike all at the same time. And there isn't, we're all super fruity. We are. <laughs> we're all super fruity. Some are a little like, bit sour. Some are no. sweet. Like, um, like, um, why did the gum juicy fruit come to my head right now? Like, I was thinking Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch, oh my God, yes, Sour Patch kids, oh my God, kids, oh my God. First they're salty, oh not salty, sour, then they're sour, sweet. Sour, then sweet, mm -hmm. yeah, very cute. Those are so um, good. So I don't eat those anymore, but uh, in my youth. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, um, this has been really, really fun. This has been really yes, fun. Yes, it's been, it's gone by fast. It does go by fast when you're having fun. When you're having fun. <laughs> yay um Brya, thank you so so much um for, thank you for you and your openness and your vulnerability and just your beauty and um thank you thank you thank you so so much um i will see you very very soon and it's going to be so fun. <laughs> much love to you much love to you Bye. Thank you so much, Ella. I love you so much. Love you too. And that is today's share on Listen Up. Thank you all so, so much for joining. Be sure to sweetly subscribe to my YouTube channel and stay up to date with many new things that are coming.